Hello and welcome to episode 866 of The Sleeper and the Bust. It is Tuesday, November 17th. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I'm joined by Justin Mason. Justin, hello, sir. How you doing? I'm doing quite well. How are you? I am waiting for the rain to start any minute, uh, which is uh, great news in this area because that means the end of fire season. We're supposed to get uh, a deluge uh, here for the next two days. It was supposed to start around 6 a.m. hasn't started yet. It's now what 8:30 a.m. out here, so uh, it should start any minute. So if you start hearing the pitter patter of rain, uh, I apologize if it comes through the audio, but. Uh, we will be very, very grateful that fire season has concluded in Northern California. That's the important thing because it was a devastating one, and it needs to it needs to be done. And so that's good. Um, just hanging out here in Austin, Texas. Decent weather. Um, getting colder. Shark comes in like, "Hey, I'm freezing out there, dude. What are you doing?" <laughs> But she doesn't wear any clothes, so it's like, hey, I could put a sweater on your twerpy ass, but you don't want it. Does she think but, you yeah. are responsible for the weather? I believe so. Mm, okay. I believe so. You sent me out there, and you didn't turn up the heat. Because mm. she loves the heat. She is obsessed with the heat as much as I am. Uh, she lays in front of the space heater. She uh, she sits in the sun spots, which a lot of dogs do. I know that. But she is she loves heat. So if it's cold, I think she's like, well, what, why didn't you make it better out there for me? You, you didn't do your job. Sorry, Char. Um, but kind of getting through the the off season here starting. We had awards last week, uh, qualifying offers, which uh, you and Jason talked about with uh, Marcus Stroman and Kevin Gosman accepting. We got our first deal of uh, of note. Well, there was a re-signing. Mike Clevenger, probably a bigger deal mm-hmm. as far as the overall And uh, him getting situation. TJ now. So he, yeah, he's yeah. done for 2019. And, and or 2020, 2021. 2021. <laughs> wow. You're two years off. Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going way back in time. But uh, Drew Smiley signs a one-year $11 million deal with the Braves, which is pretty interesting on multiple fronts. One, um, I, I didn't know that – I didn't think he would necessarily get that much uh, money on the per-year basis. I think it's more than fair. I'm not suggesting that he doesn't deserve it. I just don't know how. I just it's hard to see how cheap teams are going to be this year. Mm-hmm. Being a one-year deal, I think it's a lot easier because he does have a lot of health concerns. He's he's almost never healthy, um, but when he pitches, he's really good. Problem is, he's acquired he's uh, accumulated 710 innings in seven years. Mm-hmm. So that tells you just about 100 innings per year. I think you and I were looking at it right before we went on that it's uh, over 150 just twice. You said. Uh, yeah, and the last time was 2016 because he didn't pitch in 17 or 18. So that's the tough part, but I really like the pitcher. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good fit with Atlanta, and you kind of play for, you know, hope they're, they're probably hoping for like at least 130 innings, and then you kind of go from there. But what, what did you think of the Drew Smiley to Atlanta signing? I think it's kind of a win-win deal. You know, he gets paid, gets some money, uh, and... The Braves get kind of an affordable uh, roster or rotation option that's not going to be on the roster for super long. You know, can, can always QO him, I guess, uh, at the end of the year if if he really has a fantastic season. Uh, but they're not; they don't have to worry about you know if he blows out his elbow, 
you yeah. know, in the first month, they don't have to worry about, oh, now we got him stuck on the roster for two more years. So Exactly. Yeah, I, I like it. From a fantasy standpoint, it's interesting because, I mean, he was very, very good uh, this year with uh, my Giants. With giant. uh, but he also, the Giants were very careful not to push him. Uh, you know, only in his last two starts that he get to five innings. Uh, mm-hmm. He only got one decision the entire season. Yeah. Um, but he, but he had joked a 38% around about. strikeout rate, hit mm-hmm. up to the velocity, up to 94, a career high. And this, we're talking 26 innings, so we got to be careful not to go too far with that. And and that does put a little bit of question into the uh, into the velo there for Smiley, if that's if that's legit or if that's small samples being able to, uh, you know, kind of go all out a little bit more. But you can't deny that he's been a good pitcher throughout mm-hmm. his career when healthy. It's just that when healthy piece has been the tough one. Yeah, uh, really uh, ratcheted up the ground balls, too. On top of the, the really nice strikeout rate, so I mean, I think problem. he's, yeah, I think he's a can be a really effective pitcher. My only fear is he's going to go too high uh, in drafts. I mean, he was virtually free coming into last year. So you worry about uh, being on Atlantic could kind of hype him a little bit. Yeah, and just just the numbers from last year, people just kind of looking at him and going, well, I mean, look at him. I mean, now he's just, if he gets 150 innings, then he's, you know, a league winner for you, you know, with what he did. Currently going to pick 267, so not too bad, but going in the area of James Paxton and Sean Mania. What, uh, what, where was that? Over on NFBC. Okay. So we're starting to get some, they've got 12 drafts so far. Because uh, that's... Um... That's higher. That's already higher than the two early mocks, mm-hmm. and but the min in the two early mocks was two forty two, and min. you said he's going two sixty something. Yeah, two sixty seven. The min is one ninety five. Max, I feel you on the on the price thing because that continues to inch up. He might be sitting early two hundreds, low or late one hundreds. Yeah, I mean, even you know, I mean, I think James Paxson is a really interesting kind of. Uh, comparison. comparison because I mean Paxton's a guy who, when healthy, is a dominant starting pitcher. The mm-hmm. question is, when is he going to be healthy? Uh, I still lean Paxton. Yeah, I do too. I do too. So if if they're going really close there, I'm not taking I'm not taking Smiley. Yeah, uh, Paxton's heights have been higher. Um, he's got up before last year a, a four year run of 121, 136. 160, 150, as far as his innings. Has Smiley ever put back-to-back 100-plus no. seasons together? He's only had two 100. Uh, plus, oh, no, he's had uh, three. Oh, yeah, he did, he, well, <laughs> I was going to say, he did do back-to-backs. No, because he did 2016, 2019, he just didn't pitch well, them yeah, two years. Those were his back-to-backs. So, but that 2019 was also awful. He was mm-hmm. terrible with Texas. Uh, turned it around with Philly. But even putting a 445 up with them could only get his ERA down to 624. So, yeah, if, if those two are anywhere near each other, Paxton and Smiley, Paxton is such a better bet mm-hmm. overall yeah. that, that I won't I won't be taking Smiley. But I do like him in a vacuum and if the price is right. So we'll, we'll kind of keep an eye on where he goes. Uh, I do think that this will move his price up, though. So might not be getting him. All right, Justin. It's time. We have to finish up second base. Okay, it's we, it's a must. It's a must. November is second time. base month here. Over <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, 
and then we're going to get into some top 10 free agents. So these are the last two tiers. So we're really just picking maybe two favorites each and moving on. Um, these crusty vets, Wilmer Flores, Eduardo Escobar, Joey Wendell, Jonathan Scope, Rugnet Odor, Colton Wong, Esdrubal Cabrera, Starlin Castro. A handful of uh, free agents in there. Who are your two faves? Who's, who's your first one? Uh, Wilmer Flores. I just I love what Wilmer. he did with yeah <laughs> what he did with San Francisco, uh, and I think he's primed to get full time playing time like he did in 2020. Mm-hmm. So and uh, he's just a guy that has really never been given full time run unless you count the 500 plate appearances in 2015 with the Mets. Uh, I think he was that, pretty early pegged as as just some lefty killer and mm-hmm. not really given the opportunity to develop against righties, which is tough because that's that makes you a short side guy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I mean, he held his own against right-handed pitching. Hit 265, had five home runs uh, against righties uh, this year. Can play second, first, third, uh, and I think he's gonna play quite a bit with the Giants this season. Uh, as long as he's healthy, and uh, he's going just absolutely, uh, I mean, <laughs> he's he's another one of these guys that's pretty close to free, going around pick 299 right now. Um, oh, you gotta like that. First base and second base eligibility, uh, so you could play him at MI or CI. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have Flores on quite a few teams and be pretty stoked about it. Yeah, I mean, he's a good bat, and like you said, hanging in there against righties with the Giants this past year makes him really, really nice because he can play more. He's got some punch in that bat. Big 515 slug this year. So I, I definitely understand the interest there. I'm going to go with Jonathan Scope, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, he was on my Tigers, but he's not anymore. Uh, he's a free agent. Uh, they might bring him back. I don't know. But uh, I think they're going to be in that in that market for one of Scope, Hernandez, maybe Colton Wong, maybe Jerks and Profar. I think Profar is a good fit there. We talked about that recently. But Scope just continues to do what he does, which is hit for power and, you know, a decent batting average. It's it's not it's nothing flashy, but it's just what you need when you need it at the at the draft table or in the uh, on the free agent wire in a shallower league cuz he kind of bounces around now in like 10 teamers where you can go pick him up, put him on your roster when he's hot for a bit move on from him and uh you know he just he just is what he is now with minnesota and detroit the last two years he's got uh, 31 homers and 641 plate appearances that's basically a full season with a 262 average he just does what he does i'll be eager to see where he goes uh, if he goes somewhere hitter friendly then i'd be even more interested but uh, i still like jonathan scope who else do you like on on this group here i think it's gonna be colton wong okay and when you're taking a guy this late, give me a guy that is going to just rack up plate appearances. What kind of landing spot would interest you for him? I think he ends up with the Angels. That. They just signed nice. his brother, Keenan uh, Wong, to uh, a minor league deal. They have been one of the teams uh, reportedly in contact with uh, with Colton. Uh, and I think that uh, yeah, they're, they're going. Stella's at, gone. Mm-hmm. They traded. They traded Stella. Yeah, I mean it's open. You're, it, there goes there goes your opportunity for your boy Barreto, though. Yeah, and I mean his defense is just so good. You know he's going to play every day, even yeah. if the bat is not uh, doing what 
we would like to see. I mean, Steamer has him at nine home runs, 13 stolen bases, 261, uh, 342, 389. Uh, I mean, I think we could get a repeat of what we saw or something similar to 2019, which was 11 home runs and 24 stolen bases. He's damn good. Yeah. And so I just think that uh, he's a guy that, I mean, go and pick 403 right now. Complete afterthought. You know, no team wasn't particularly good in 2020, so he's completely forgotten. But, you know, Wong can, can be that batting average speed guy with a little punch, so you're not taking a zero there uh, on the home run. So, and that yeah, lineup I, is going to be good. I definitely want to see where he goes um, because, you know, they, they are going to play. He, mm-hmm. he is going to play, like you said, just as much as he can handle because – of the fact that uh, that that defense is premium. I mean, that's gold glove defense. Gold glove defense, without a doubt. I've always mm-hmm. said gold glove. Talking's hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's a good one. Let me see here. Give me a second one. I like mm, nobody. No, I, I, it's not nobody. It's not nobody. In fact, it's somebody that you and I disagreed about. And you know what? You ended up on the right side there. You were uh, you were pretty anti Eduardo Escobar, and I, rem- I remember mm-hmm. defending him. And uh, he had a brutal year. There's no two ways around it. Four homers, two twelve average. That's the thing. I never would have thought two twelve average, um, even if I conceded that the power was going to fall off. He just was terrible. I don't think he's still. I don't think he's terrible though. If he's not as good as 2019, I understand that, and I didn't necessarily think that he was. I thought he could be more of the 2018 version. Uh, which was still perfectly capable. 244 Babbitt doing a lot of work there against Eduardo Escobar. Nothing else really changed. I mean, the power was down too, but if you don't think that if in a full six-month season that Eduardo would have come much closer to finding his level, then I'm afraid you don't quite understand how baseball stats work. <laughs> so I'm not judging. I'm not judging him too harshly over this season, and I imagine that the price is... Not expensive at all now, so I could easily throw my, throw Eduardo Escobar into uh, an MI or even reserve position at this point because I don't think he's yeah. going to be highly sought after. He Actually, is in second base eligible. He's not second base eligible. Yeah, I know, I'm th- sorry. third I'm ba- third base only. Um, he's going to be his ADP currently is uh, three seventy three. So I mean, pretty close to free if you're if you're going thirty rounds in a twelve teamer uh, or a. Or even a, a a fifteen teamer, you know. Yeah. To to your point, like his ex batting average was two sixty three, which was actually higher than his ex batting average last year. Exactly. So and the so ex velocity like, went up. He uh, gotten there. Yeah, I think I think he would have turned it around. Hard hit percentage was almost identical to twenty nineteen. Uh, the only only real concerning drop. Uh, in his uh, Statcast profile, his barrel percentage dropped about mm-hmm. a percentage and a half. So he probably wouldn't have maintained, you know, a thirty-five homer pace. But put no, me on, no, put it, me on a twenty homer pace with a good average. Yeah, and I, the fact that he plays every day, keeping the runs and ribbies nice, and that's that's where I was expecting mm-hmm. things to be with him. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like two sixty with twenty home runs. Yep. And a, and a little, little chip in steal, little mm-hmm. three three to five steals, nothing, nothing much, but but a little something, there, a little taste, and uh, yeah, I think that's where we're at with Eduardo Escobar. So, 
Uh, yeah, and then there's Wendell, Odor, Hasdrubal, Starlin. I mean, I, I'll, I'll always have a soft spot for Ruben Odor. I know you will. And, I, I mean, he's still fairly young. Garbage. He's only 26 years old. He's trash. He's bad. 26. Not good. Going to be 27. Uh, bad Power. Not good. Speed. Doesn't do well. <laughs> 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 you went 30 11 in 2019 i'm just impressed that i was able to match your cadence there uh, you did a really good job I'm, I'm i'm very proud of you <laughs> um yeah no i get it i get it uh, i actually wrote him up in the forecaster you know and i i i understand i'm, I'm not a fan and and the skills um have issues but he continues to draw playing time and I don't know that that'll necessarily stop in 21 as a 27-year-old with what he's been able to do. And we have to be fair, you know, for even on players we don't like, I feel like he would have gotten going at least to a degree um, with four more months as well for Rudin Dodor. Though his, his you know, oh his statcast profile, oh my God. It's, it's, it, I mean, it's vomit. It's atrocious. Oh my! I I and, have not seen his Statcast profile because and I, Odor had a WRC plus of seventy seven in twenty nineteen. So it's not. It was just the thirty and eleven that stood out. So it's just. It's tough. It's tough. Wow. But uh, you keep you keep buying in on him. You do your thing. I I I wonder if there is some sort of injury injury issue because yeah, I mean, it was so bad. I it mean, his so exit bad. velocity is a 10 percentile. Hard hit percentage, 20th percentile. XBA, you know, we expect him to be low there. Uh, but, yeah, he was atrociously bad. It was um, brutal, and, and the Rangers have said that he's going to have to compete for a spot in spite of the fact that he signed through 2022. Mm-hmm. So he's definitely, I mean, he definitely deserves to be going where he's going. Um, but in, you know, a draft and hold where you're going 50 rounds, uh, you know, as your third or fourth, uh, second baseman, uh, I'm not, like that, that's, that's an okay spot to take a shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you still believe in the power speed, you can definitely, um, find yourself buying back in on Odor. All right. Last group, Mike Brousseau, Scott Kingery, Nico Goodrum, Kevin Newman, Donovan Solano, Luis Arise. Isan Diaz and Chad Pinder. Give me your first favorite from this last group here going dirt. I'm going to go against what I normally would do and take Luis Arras. How dare you? Um, I mean, all he's done his entire career through the majors and the minors is hit for average. Now, you're not going to get much power. You're not going to get much speed. But if you're someone like me who tends to punt batting average or at least devalue batting average a lot of the way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a guy who can help offset that. Um, and you're not having to pay... I can't remember what his ADP was last year. I feel like it was around 180. Um, he's now going 200 picks lower. He's going 388. I think, I think people might have uh, lost sight of him because mm-hmm. he was struggling. In fact, uh, through mid-August, hitting 216. So I was like, oh, this batting average slug. He got back all the way. He got he had a 410 in his final 17 games to hit a 321. And he even missed time. He missed two weeks in September. Imagine what he would have done with two more weeks. 
Uh, but yeah, he turned it on. He completely got to the guy that that was expected of him. You know, he didn't hit any homers, didn't have any steals. It was it was completely batting average only. But I mean, that has value, and uh, especially if you have a team construction like like you like to put, uh, where you really value those those homer SB guys, regardless of their batting average. Somebody like Arise can come in there and balance it, and then you're not you're so well stocked in homers and, and stolen bases that you're not that worried that he doesn't really deliver much of either. I was a big fan of his coming into the year. I remain, I remain a fan of Arise, So I agree with you there for sure. Yeah. It's that cat's profile is almost identical to what it was in 2019. Uh, and actually a little bit better, uh, minutely, but a little bit better, uh, virtually all around, uh, including yeah, his hard hit percentage going up, uh, almost eight percentage points. That's good, and I still I still think with that kind of a hit tool, that he can tap into a little bit more power. And what I mean by that is like approach double digit homers over the course of a full season, which would make it a lot more palatable with what what, what you're getting there, with regards to the um, the emptiness around it. You know, it, it takes a lot to be that that good of a hitter, so it is a little unfair to call it empty batting average, but. Um, I, I get the terminology. It's a fantasy term there. It's not not trying to denigrate what he does on the field. You know, this is a tough group because it's not very good, and that's why they're so cheap. <laughs> in, in a in a Luis Arise kind of way, Donovan Solano is already an older version of him, um, and he didn't just come out of nowhere last year. People might not have realized in 2019 in 81 games, he hit 330. Uh, he was a BABIP god then, too, at 409. Four homers, nothing special. This year, 326, three homers, uh, 396 BABIP in 54 games. But now you're looking at two years back-to-back of uh, of this kind of production here. Add it all up, it's 431 plate appearances of a 328 average with a 403 BABIP. But I think there's some wiggle room there that even if the BABIP comes back to earth a bit, he could still be hitting 290-plus. With with a with a little tinge of punch, so mm-hmm. I like Donovan Solano. Is he still on the Giants? He is. Yeah, he's got one more year. I see that now. So, um, uh, and so he is extremely him. cheap. I don't see why they wouldn't. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do in the off season. They've been one of mm-hmm. the teams uh, rumored to uh, likely be active uh, okay. this off season and try to take advantage of some of the. Uh, kind of teams that are going to be kind of sitting out of you know some of the higher priced players. So it wouldn't be surprising to me to see them uh, go and pick up some guys that might fill uh, some of those spots where Solano can play. But he can play a, a number of different positions. So I'm not. He uh, basically earned the second base job though. So yeah, uh, yeah he, played, he played most mostly there and a little third, a little mm-hmm. short. So, and yeah, I mean, the problem is they still have a bunch of high-priced players that, yeah. uh, you know, the, the Brandon Crawfords of the world, the uh, Evan Longoria's of the world, um, the Brandon Belts uh, that are going to, you know, definitely going to get some sort of playing time because uh, they're, they're making so much money. But I do think that he'll... Uh, be able to move around the diamond and get enough playing time to uh, be worthy of fantasy. And, and the fact he's going at pick 480. Yeah, I mean, no one buys yeah, what he did. I'm totally fine with 
taking a shot on him at that point. Yeah, and like with Solano, I'm surprised he's that cheap. I figured he'd be cheap. I mean, he's gonna be 33, and but but again, it's not just this year. And he was he was good last year, and you you would hope that he gets playing time. Otherwise, uh, it would it would put a little dent in the notion that baseball is a meritocracy. Because I mean, he's done it for two years. Mm-hmm. He's on the same team where he has done it. You would think he should be able to play. So. And both Bell and Crawford. And ostensibly, uh, Evan Longoria are, are going to be free agents after this year. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, no. Longoria is signed through 2022 and then has an option in 2023 oh, that'll God. get declined. So, but, I mean, Belt and Crawford could easily be uh, traded, especially if yeah. they say, hey, you know, we'll eat the money on 2021, um, you know, or, or part of it to get a better return. So, uh I, I think there will be more openings, even if they do sign some people. Well- and we also expect there to be a DH, so Wilma Flores can DH, and Solano mm-hmm. can play second. So both of our guys that we've talked about can still play. Uh, who else do you like in this group? Oh. Uh, Nico Goodrum. Um, I know he was disappointing uh, in 2020. Uh, you know, only hit 184. Yeah. Uh, but... He did it with five home runs and seven stolen bases and 179 plate appearances. Mm-hmm. So I almost picked him for my first guy, so I, I, I hear you. But the strikeout rate just soared. Yeah, it did. Uh, so, I mean, there's obviously reasons to be concerned, but when we're talking about guys at this level, uh, you know, a guy who's got power um, and speed and uh, multi-position eligibility is going to be eligible at second and shortstop. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is a guy that I think I'm willing to take a shot on. Uh, yep. Going at pick 455 currently. We play in a lot of deep leagues. Mm-hmm. We have to be looking for guys like this that could that could really turn things around and and find mm-hmm. ways to greatly outrun their draft price. And you know he was 12 12 248 in 2019, which is very capable in anything. If you're taking him anywhere that starts with a four and you were able to get those numbers, that would be a boon. Yeah, if you're so playing in I a 10 you. or 12 team standard draft. You don't care about this section or even the yeah, last Yeah, one. you don't care about either of these sections. Just skip to the back end of the podcast. We talk about free agents. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I like Nico there. I almost took it myself. I'll go Isan Diaz, a guy that I've been uh, that mm. I was uh, touting coming into the year. Now, he didn't really do anything. He actually opted out and then came back and then got after hurt. the trade deadline and then got hurt. So they played seven games. There's nothing to go off of for this year. I don't even care about the numbers. It was 22 plate appearances. Still like this guy, though. 25 years old, and even his debut in 19 wasn't particularly special. There, there are no stats that he's put up in the majors that are going to get you to be like, oh, yeah, Isan Diaz. I, 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 I know that. So don't think I'm trying to get you to look at those stats. I'm more concerned with what he's done coming up. In 2019, before he debuted, he put up 26 homers and five steals with a 305 average in 102 games. Um, you know, he's had that kind of power, you know, solid pop coming up throughout the minors, too. That was a big boost back in, in, in AAA 2019 with the rabbit ball and everything. He was definitely more power than we'd ever really seen. But I think he can be somebody who, over a full season, approaches 20-something homers with those chip-in steals and and a good batting average. I do believe that there's some plenty of development here for Isan Diaz. And so I'm still interested in him. And uh, and we'll see what we get here next year with a full season. No opt-outs or anything like that. Well, hopefully, obviously, we don't know. 
But uh, yeah, I still I still like Isan Diaz. Yeah, you know, I mean, with no stats, you know, to really talk about in 2020, it's really hard to kind of get a a read on what he was gonna be, you know. And 2019 was very very ugly for him at mm-hmm. the majors, and so I think he's a guy that if he gets full time playing time, and I think that is kind of an if situation in Miami. Um, uh, unfortunately for him, I think the team has gotten better as he's uh, struggled and not been on the field. Uh, I think he could be like a 20 homer, 5 stolen base kind of guy. Yeah. It's going to come I, with a bad average, though. Like, I don't think he's going to hit for average. That's where I think he can develop, though. I actually think he can develop beyond that. Um, he had pretty well coming up. He's had a big strikeout rate, but there's not a massive swinging strike rate tied to it. And I do wonder if he can improve that. Uh, actually, you know, I don't want to overrate his batting average coming up. That 305 was was an anomaly. Um, his mid-minors, not his low minors were pretty good. His mid-minors weren't. And then he spiked in, in AAA for Isan Diaz. So, yeah, I'll put him more in the 250 to 260 range. But I would take that. Um there is some 240 potential there, but that's that's not too far from average. So if you get some pop and steals, I like it there. I think he gets the opportunity to play. John Birdie can play everywhere. So Isan Diaz, I think he's going to come in with that job, and then they'll kind of see what's what. If he doesn't start to perform, then I think his time will really come into question. But I still like Isan Diaz. All right, let's move on. Top 10 free agents. We're going to be going off of Craig's list. Craig Edwards' list, not Craig's list, the... Not not Craig. We did, I'm not going on Craigslist and searching for free agents. Although is, is I bet Craigslist you, still a thing? Yeah, I think so. Is it? Oh, okay. I, I didn't know if like use Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I didn't know if that put it out of business. Thing, yeah, yeah, I, I think so. Um, I'm looking at the clock here. I think 50. I think doing five to start here would be okay. would be smarter. Uh, so we avoid a, a, a two hour deal here. Um, but let's just we're gonna follow his list and kind of talk about the player. And where we think they can go, and where we think they uh, w- would fit best, perhaps. Let's start with JT Romuto. He's tops on on most lists as far as uh, written up lists. I think you were looking at the WAR list, and he mm-hmm. isn't the top guy, though, right? Yeah, he was like fifth. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I imagine that has something to do with catcher. Actually, maybe he's not the top guy on every list because even trade rumors they have Bauer first, but he's he's the top hitter consistently because he's a catcher. Who can hit brilliantly? He's far and away regarded as the best catcher in the league. It's not particularly close. He's going to be age 30. Craig has him for six years at uh, about 23 mil per, so 140. The crowdsource was in the more in the five-year range, in the uh, 105 to 110 total range there. JT Romuto is going to be uh, drawing interest from tons of teams. Phillies, obviously, issued the qualifying offer. They didn't get it. I wonder if they'd be interested in bringing him back. I feel like they would have to be. The Mets have been heavily discussed. Um, Yankees are talking about dealing Sanchez so that we could see that. And then Trade Rumors also says Nationals, Astros, Angels, Blue Jays, Reds, Cardinals. Cardinals? They still have Yachty. No, he's he's a free agent. Oh, wow. I just figured they'd bring him back. Um, all right, so where, where do you think... What do, you, what do you think about uh, JT Romuto, and, and where do you have him going? Mm, I mean, I, I love JT Romuto. Uh, you know, I mean, he's 
pretty much the only catcher you're willing to take inside the top 100 picks at this point, right? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, from a fantasy standpoint, especially if you're in a two-catcher league, uh, he just gives you such an advantage over the field. Um, and we assume with uh, that the DH will come to the National League. It gives him more opportunities to play every day, even on his off days not catching. Uh, and he could just be a monster uh, mm-hmm. in that kind of situation. Uh, if he stays in the National League, which I tend to think he's going to either end up back on the Phillies or with the Mets. The Mets seems like they are really willing to throw some money around this offseason. Um, and uh, I know the Philly, a lot of Phillies players are really pushing hard for the Phillies to re-sign Bryce Harper. But I think the Mets want to make a splash. I think the ownership, new ownership wants to do it. And I think that's... Uh, I think they're going to get that done. So you think you think the Mets are going to do it? Yeah, I think they'll give them six years, and I think that's what gets it done. Yeah, I think that 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 is a big focus of them to come in and make a big splash, splash with Steve Cohen as their new as their new manager as their new owner, I should say. And um, yeah, I mean, it does seem like the perfect move for them to make that big slap, splash. I do wonder if it's going to result in an overpay, though. You got to be careful mm-hmm. giving too much money to a catcher. They just get beat up back there. Yeah, but, but he doesn't have to catch all six years. When you're Steve Steve Cohen and you've got you're the richest owner in baseball, right? So, uh, and you're you're new in, like you don't care about the money. He doesn't yeah, care. You just you just drop that hammer there. Yeah. It, it does seem like the, plus they're taking from a rival too. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of an added bonus there. Of of taken from the Phillies, adding to the Mets. R- Trade rumors has them there too. I, I do think it really adds up because it's such a perfect need. It's such a perfect fit. They'll bungle it somehow and he'll mm-hmm. go to the Yankees. How about that? No. Um. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. It's the Mets. The Mets fans can't get excited <laughs> about anything. By the way, we, we had mentioned last episode that we were going to talk about catchers. Reviewing what we talked about on the uh, two early mock hitters, I think we really did a pretty decent catcher dive, and we are going to do the, the the proper previews um, in the winter, you know, in January, February. So we decided let's just talk free agents instead of diving back in on catchers already. It was too soon. So there's your little catcher taste with Real Muto. Let's move on to George Springer, uh, another guy at 30 or later. A lot of you know, a lot of guys right around that 30 cusp here in free agency. We're not quite there yet. We're still about a couple years away from where we're going to see a lot more free agents with a two in their age. Uh, as guys are coming up younger, they're going to reach free agency earlier. So we're still in that in that period where a lot of guys are 30-something. George Springer, 31 years old. I mean, he's, he's pretty steady. He's, he's just a really good player, uh, highly, highly sought after in fantasy uh, for the volume that he puts up almost every year even when he doesn't play the full season because he plays in such a strong offense like the Astros. Like, he only played 122 games in 2019. He hit 39 homers and had 96 ribbies and runs, 96 ribbies and runs. Uh, this year, 14 homers, 32 r- ribbies, d- done stealing. I mean, in fact, never really stole. He's one of those guys that you look at his minor league numbers, you're like, how did he not become a power speed stud? He had a 37-45 season, a 24-32 and then um, it never translated. He was 16-16 his rookie year, uh, and then it never, or excuse me, his second year, and never really, never really stole. He's one for three this year. So just don't put a speed component into George Springer's 
considerations for fantasy. Craig had him five years, 115. The median was 5110. The average was 4.7 for 105. All around the same thing here. George Springer, what do you think he gets? Where's it going? Hmm. I think he's going to get like five years, uh, 130 mil. Okay. Um, the hard part is where he goes. Like, I think there are a lot of teams that could really use him. I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, White Sox, Blue Jays, Mets, Phillies, Cardinals, and Nationals are the teams listed by trade rumors. Blue Jays, good outfield, but no true center fielder. Mm-hmm, exactly. And and that's that's something that Springer would would fill that hole. And, oh, my God, give j- just another premium bat yeah. there for them. Now, what does it do to their outfield? Because they have Gurriel, Teoscar, and Grichuk. Uh, and Telez ostensibly as DH. I think it moves Teoscar to DH. And Telez get to, fucked? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, this is what we talked about uh, earlier this offseason is I know Telez is penciled in at that DH spot for now, but... I like Telez. I think, I mean, and the Blue Jays, like you mentioned when we did talk about this, should be focusing on starting pitching. True. The problem is there's not a lot of starting pitching. No, it's, it's Bauer and it's, then... It's and Bauer then and then a Paxton. giant jump down. Yeah, uh, you know, I mean, Rick Porcello, like, if they miss out on Bauer, and I fully expect them to miss out on Bauer, uh, as we I mean, did. they could get Tanaka, um, I guess, you know, like you They're, said, Paxton, yeah. Stroman and Gosman going off really dense, mm-hmm. a, a thin pool already, and so both of them taking the deal as they should They could have, be in on a Mike Miner, they could be in on They could a... bring back Taiwan Walker, mm-hmm. although I really want that Tigers rumor to come through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... no, I hear you. They, they don't really have the option. Here's an idea. Trade somebody for a pitcher. Yeah. You could trade a Grichuk or, or a Teoscar. At, like, a good deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe sell high on Teoscar. I, mean, I love him. Or L- Lourdes. Yeah, I mean, they can. I, I like him. A I lot know too. Lourdes I like has bad. been rumored to be one of the MLB, MLB pieces uh, that could go in a Lindor trade. Interesting. So I mean, he's only going to be twenty-seven. I I think he's a beast. I really really like him. Yeah. Um, Grichuk kind of going to get one of those more solid but unspectacular kind of guys. Um, he's 29. He still has three years left on that deal, um, which is like 10 mil a year, which is very affordable. Um, 10, yeah, 10.3 mil. It's a bummer a they're in the same yeah. division as uh, the Rays because the Rays are rumored to be shopping or, or be listening on offers for Blake Snell. I don't think they're against trading in division, though. Yeah, but there's always like a little price increase. When you're... But if the right deal is there, mm-hmm. I think that they could they could be open to it, and that might be a that might be a fit that might be a fit there. Um, I I gotta go with the trade rumors. I like where they're at with uh, with the White Sox getting get, getting George Springer. I think they still want to make a splash. They're still mm-hmm. in the mix That'd to make so a splash, sweet. and um, it takes Mazzara out of the outfield. Mm-hmm. Actually. 
Takes Mazzara off the. Uh, takes probably Adam Engel off the team. I don't know. One of. I don't two. know. I mean, Engel yeah, is, is a you know good defensive. Yep. And uh, you know, stolen base off the bench kind of guy. So. No, I kind of. I, I didn't mean. I'm. I didn't. I'm in out of the starting lineup, but no, I. I kind of. I'm kind of intrigued by Angle. He's developing a little pop. I wonder if he might have a little late career bloom, especially if he did get the left field, left field job. Eloy, DH, Springer in center or Springer in right, uh, Robert in center. But yeah, I, I think I think we could see that. Um, the thing of it is, like you said, though, finding a spot for him is a little tough because both the teams that we just said require some finagling that cut into some other some other talent there. So. It's not as simple as like, oh, there, there's just this perfect opening. That's it. He's going to be highly sought after, and he's going to be very good. So George Springer should get paid for sure. You know who should definitely get paid is um, – oh, wait. He doesn't come up. Sorry. I was looking at the trade rumors page, and we have a different uh, – Bauer's third on Craigslist. By he should get so paid too. He, he will get paid. He's favoring the two hitters over Bauer. You can put Bauer number one if you want, whatever. I, I, I think you can kind of mix these three how you want. Um, 30-year-old Bauer coming off a brilliant season. Cy Young winner. In a route, by the way, that's what surprised me. I was not at all surprised that he won. But I really thought that the trio of, of finalists with Bauer, Darvish, and uh, DeGrom could have kind of gone any way you wanted. Like I, I thought it was a pick-your-guy kind of thing. I liked Darvish. Totally understood people who thought DeGrom did not get dethroned. And should have just retained, um, if, if you see it that way. And that those who liked Bauer totally get it. That gaudy 173 ERA, I think, did did the damage though. 201 to 123 as far as the vote points went. That surprised me. But congrats to him winning it. Perfect time as you go into free agency. He's talked about you know doing the one year type of deal. He's, He's not, not going to do that. Yeah. His his management isn't going to let him. Nor should they, by the way. Mm-hmm. But he's not. I don't think he's going to go for the six, seven, eight-year deal either. I only put I put a three-year deal. I, I went pretty crazy. This is one of, I was telling you how I don't remember my uh, my crowdsource balance. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is one I do remember because I went kind of crazy with it. I went three for one hundred five, so thirty-five mil per. Hmm. Thinking like they they would pe- juice up the pay to only have to commit three years because what's the big problem with free agency deals? It's back the back end, end yeah, it kills you. This one, you just juice it up. You pay him thirty-five mil. That's that's a hefty price, but you only playing it for three years. So even if one of those years is kind of meh, and the two are amazing, that that would generally be a dub for a team. So that's what I put him down for. Craig has it four for ninety. The median crowdsource was three for eighty-seven. So they were quite a bit higher. Craig coming in kind of low comparatively, and I think. Too low, to be honest. I love what Craig does. But 22 and a half, I think, is, is lower than he's going to get. Um, I think he gets at least 25. So if it was four years, that'd be 100. But I think higher higher still. I, I think um, if they don't do that 335 craziness that I'm talking about, then four or five years for somewhere in the 27 to 29 range. What do you think on Bauer? Mm. Yeah, I think he's going to sign a five-year deal. <laughs> five years at what like 28 aav 
Mm-hmm. So whatever that that comes out to be, I'm not not gonna well, do that. One math. piece of fairness to Craig, mm-hmm. he put this out before the before the Cy Young mm-hmm. win, and I I do wonder if maybe he would juice it up a little bit, just just because I mean that is a bargaining chip. You say I'm the yep. Cy Young winner, come on, like that yep. that has to be worth something at the bargaining table. So I um, think I think he's gonna have opt outs after every year. This is gonna be like an NBA contract. Yeah, where yeah, yeah def- he can def- opt out def- after every season. Uh, so that way, if he shoves again, he you know becomes a free agent again, and, and you know does another similar type deal. Uh, but if you know he gets hurt, if he goes back to being what twenty nineteen Bauer, then uh, he can just sit on that pile of money. So they got everybody: Dodgers, mm-hmm. Yankees, Phillies, Mets, Blue Jays, Braves, White Sox, Giants, Angels, Twins, Padres, Nationals. I don't even think the Braves will be taken out with the Drew Smiley. Like that doesn't no. that doesn't quench their their starting pitching thirst. So I think they're still in. Uh, where would you put him? I think he's going go? back Cincinnati. I think that is just that. yeah. I just think that is the perfect situation for him. They didn't even list him. Yeah, for Cincinnati. Oh wait, they did. Well, they said the Reds issued a qualifying offer, but they seem unlikely to finish as the winning bidder. I, I'm kind of I'm kind of with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll pick something different to kind of mix it up, but I, I I like where your head's at there. I think the setup. You you, you say why you thought that? I, I cut you off there. My bad. Yeah, I mean the driveline guys work there, like they're on mm-hmm. staff, and um, he is such a huge proponent, uh, an advocate for for them and their system that it just seems like the best overall fit. Um, and uh, I think he's a guy that obviously he wants to get paid because I think. More so than he he wants the money because he's going to make money wherever he's at. Uh, I think he wants the recognition of being the highly paid guy. Mm-hmm. And I th- I think he, like he strikes me at, like I don't think he's going to take like some sort of deal or anything. Like he cares no. about labor. He doesn't want to because the, the the problem is if you, if you just take something that uh, if you take like way less than market value, you screw things up for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Because there are comparisons. And he's made and, comments about that in the past, like guys yeah. not not getting as much again. So, like I think I think he's one of the last guys to sign, um, or not necessarily last guys to sign, but I think he's one of those guys that holds up the rest of the pitching market, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I do think ultimately he's a smart guy, and if he really believes in the driveline system, he's gonna go back to where those guys can work with him on a daily basis, which I'm sure he uh, loved doing. So uh, I do think he ends up back in Cincinnati on, I'm going to say, a five-year deal. Oh, crap. It's the Dodgers or Yankees. They have the Dodgers. Uh, uh, trade rumors went Dodgers. I just, I, come on. They don't, that's not what they need. They they need well, they don't need pitching. anything. They need relief pitching. Well, yeah, they'll probably get Hen- they could yeah. get Hendricks and Bauer though. That's the thing. Yeah, like when no, it, I, I, or I they get so much. They get Bauer and they move some. They move Tony Gonsolin into a permanent reliever, like a guy who would start on. Oh, I hope not. Teams. I just drafted him in my. Uh, I, I'm, I'm a big Gonsolin fan, but um, he might not even have a spot right now. He doesn't. Kershaw, Bueller, Urias, Price, May. Yeah, what? But they're not getting Bauer. Yeah, no. I, I'm never gonna say never with that team. They could do three trades open up a spot for Bauer, and then it makes a ton of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I'm not. I'm not going to change just to change. I think the Reds get him, too. I don't think it's five, though. I think it's three or four um, because I think that fits better for the Reds. They you know, they don't want 
that they're they're kind of a mid market team. I don't know that they want to commit too long term. Not that five is super long term. Like I said, in a normal a normal free agent pitcher like Bauer that didn't have Bauer's thoughts about free agency would get six, seven, eight easily. He's more in that three, four, five. I'll go on the lower end. I'll say three years, twenty nine million per, and that's what we're seeing there, eighty seven mil. And the, and then the Reds bring them back. They figure it out. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't. I like change in in free agency just for the fun of analyzing it. Uh, so I usually don't like re-signs, but I would like that move. I think that would be nice. And I still think this Cincy team is very good. I know they greatly underperformed hitting wise this year. That's still a good core of a lineup that I think could make some noise. So bringing him back would be nice. All right. Next up is Marcus Semyon. Now, he went the other way uh, from Bauer. There's one thing where you can win a Cy Young going into your free agency, and there's another where you can fall off your MVP MVP pace like crazy and hit 223, 305, 374, which is what Semyon did. However, Stephen A. Smith out here, however, he did have a good playoff. So he did his mm-hmm. lasting image was nice, 407, 484, 667 with a couple of homers in the seven games that they played. that Plus, not only that, teams are smart enough to analyze beyond mm-hmm. what what just happened on the surface in 2020, two-month season. Uh, Babbitt dropping the 260. Uh, now, the, the strikeout rate did soar from 14 to 21%. That was a big deal. Don't know. I, I'm not, I've not investigated Semyon to see, like, was there something there that was kind of... Uh, a miss to suggest that that's the new level or a little bit of small sample, you know, had a bad run there. That said, I think he's going to be a good free agent for someone against 30 years old, by the way. I I agree with Craig. Craig actually wrote a separate article about him, potential free agent bargain, Marcus Simeon, potential free agent bargain. I agree with that. And I think he absolutely could be. Craig had him going four years, 64 mil total. Median crowdsource was three and uh, for 51. I think that'd be a nice pickup if someone got him 351. What do you think of Marcus Simeon? I love, I mean, I love Marcus Simeon. And I mean, I've been a big Marcus Simeon guy for a long time. I mean, he was uh, definitely disappointing this year, but I think it's just one of those situations you kind of throw out a little bit and, and uh, not worry too much about the 2020 numbers. Uh, and no matter where he ends up, he's going to be in a better hitting environment, right? So True. Um, Unless he goes to your Giants, which is not going to happen there, Brandon Crawford. Yeah, they're they're not. I don't think that they're going to sign Simeon. I mean, I'd love to see him there, but the so, the one thing I'll say, all right, just just because I'm looking at it, and it, it's worth pointing out. 97, 96, 137, 91 are his WRC plus totals. While 2020 was certainly the worst of the bunch, it's more in line with what he did before the the big breakout. And he is going to be 30. So what do you think he regresses to? Like, Do you think he gets all the way back to the MVP caliber level or something more of a combination of 18 and 19? Like, what, Where do you think he actually goes from here as far as, as far as kind of putting a WRC plus on Semyon? I think he's, yeah, somewhere in between 18 and 19. Maybe like a one fifteen. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Okay, I think with good defense, that's a damn fine player. Yeah, I, I think he's a twenty five ten guy. 
you know, mm-hmm. 265, something like that. He takes his walks, too. Mm-hmm. He always has. He, even before he was ever anything, he was in the 8% range, and then he's yeah. boosted up to double digits the last two years. So I'm not, I'm not overly concerned about, about Simeon. Um, All right, let's put him somewhere, then. Oh, that's, that's, that's uh, an interesting part. I mean, I'm going to go... Uh, God, the Reds would be a really interesting spot for him, but I don't think I can say Bauer goes to the Reds and then Simeon goes to the Reds. Yeah. Um, By the way, Craig has him fourth, and then Trade Rumors has him fifteenth. There's a big disparity there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna say he goes back to Oakland. Okay. So uh, you're putting back-to-back guys back in their spots. I hate you. Yeah. I'm do gonna, that. It's I'm boring. Gonna, yeah, I know it's boring. But I'm going to say he goes back to Oakland two years, 35 mil. Okay. And that's, you know, they they want to keep things cheaper. Obviously, we know we know how they operate. I could see something like that. Um, I am going to go elsewhere with it on this one. I'm going to say the Angels for, for this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. Andrelton's gone, and I think this is a way to make a splash without breaking the bank. And they need to find the bargains, but they need to find high-end bargains, not just dollar days. And this is what I would call a high-end bargain because you're not going to get them cheap. Even you know if you pay Craig's four years, sixteen mil per, that is not cheap, but it could overplay to a degree to where it ends up looking really good. Because, um, you know, that that would be a situation where, um, you know, he he earned based on war, which, you know, dollars per war is is not perfect. I, I freely admit that. But he earned 60 mil in 2019 with his season, just in that year, 31 mil the year before. But the years before that, 14, 17 and 12 million this year, 9 mil, 9.4 in a in a two-month sample so he's gonna be worth as far as his pr- production worth somewhere in the teens and and pretty easily with the ability to be a 20 mil you know plus guy pretty pretty easily as well so i think the angels can get him they need to continue to improve that team we know that they're fighting to do so they need pitching as well but this is a good spot yeah there's to not get a ton a guy. of pitching out there it's exactly the and if you can't get bauer you know they they failed on Cole. Can they get his nemesis Bauer, uh, former former UCL teammate? They did not like each other. Um, if they can't do that, then I think they go back to the hitting. And I think Marcus Simeon plays really well there. And then David Fletcher gets back to second. And then there goes the uh, the uh, Colton Wong dreams that you had there. But yeah, that's where I've got Marcus Simeon. I got him going to the Angels for three or four years. All right, last one. Marcelo Zuna, another guy uh, more in the Bauer range, certainly bolstering his financial status with an amazing, amazing season. And this is, you know, the thing of it is with him, this is fully healthy Ozuna. We just haven't seen it a lot. And the Cardinals fans, I know that a lot of Cardinals fans were griping about about him. And it's like, okay, I get that he didn't perform to the same degree, but he wasn't bad for them either. He wasn't fully healthy. He had a shoulder issue that he played through, by the way. He didn't just sit on the on the bench. And so I don't know. I think I think they got a little unruly there. And I know, you know, best fans in baseball type of stuff where it's easy to mock them. Cause and I 
some of the stuff I saw from them, I, I was like, this is why you get made fun of. Because, like, relax. They're still complaining about the Voight and Rosa Reina deals, too. And it's like, you didn't get ripped off in either of those. Shit happens, you know? They, they discover players left. And they, they discover the Voights and Rosa Reinas all the time. You traded away a couple of them. You got Matthew Libertor, big-time prospect. You got uh, Giovanni Gallegos, your best reliever. Shut up. Uh, anyway, Marcelo Zuna, 18 homers, 338, 431, 636. Insane season. Craig has him going four years, 70 mil. That's right in line with the median. What do you think about Marcelo Zuna, age 30? What's he getting? Where's he going? Uh, I think what he's getting and where he's going is going to largely depend on the DH coming to the National League. because. That needs to get locked in. Yeah, for him to really unlock the the full potential of his uh, bargaining ability, he, he's got to be able to uh, DH. Um, I mean, he can still play the field, sure, but I mean, he's not good out there, let's be honest. And uh, I think he, he will likely be uh, uh, at least a part-time DH, if not closer to full-time. So... That being, well, and if you do a four-year, you're thinking maybe the last two years mm-hmm. DHing. So that being said, I do think that's going to happen. We may need to wait a little while for him to sign. Uh, because of that, you know him and you know Nelson Cruz, who I'm sure we'll talk about more, uh, mm-hmm. maybe next episode. I'm gonna put him. Hmm. <laughs> I want to say back in Atlanta. Um, no, I mean if you believe it, that that. That, that you're free to say that, but you know, um, I, I do wonder how often do we see guys go back? I, I'm sure there's a stat out there, but I, I would be curious on that. How often guys? I mean, go back. they didn't even QO him, so like, I don't think they could. He had one. Oh, last that's year. right. Yeah, he had the one year. Um, you can't do it on the one year guy. So, uh, and you can't. Well, you can't get it back to back. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And so he had it last year, and that's why. Man, this is a this is a tough one. I mean, the Blue Jays make a lot of sense if they are willing to just shove out uh, Telez. Um, but I don't know that. I think if they're going to do that, they're going to do it for a center fielder. I think so too. That I, he would make that that offense would be so freaking gross. I don't think they can do it though, no. because then they're still in the same spot where they don't have a center fielder, and and they do just kick out Telez who is very good. He's not Ozuna, mm-hmm. but he's very good, I think. So they can't they can't do that. What do you think about where Trade Rumors has him, the Nats? Because I don't think the Nats are yeah. going away. They, they had a rough year, I think but they're... actually I, I kind of like what they're doing. You know, they, they do great work over there. They don't always get them right. They know that. But a lot of times I'm like, yeah, that make, they, they put the work into it. And so mm-hmm. I know it's a little stock to, to go with their answer, but I like their answer here. Yeah, I, I actually think that's probably his best landing spot. Um, you know, because, I mean, the teams that really could use a guy who might end up being just a straight DH is pretty limited. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, the Giants are a team that could use him, but they also want to keep that DH spot for Posey when uh, Bart is uh, behind the plate. Uh, a team like, you know, I just mentioned the Blue Jays who have Telez and probably aren't going to move him out of the lineup unless they're getting a, a true center fielder. You know, the Rays aren't going to spend any money. The Indians aren't going to spend any money. The Twins could be an interesting spot for him. I just don't know that they're going to spend the money 
that it takes to get him. True. Be- well, yeah, because um, you mentioned they're not going to have Cruz, and uh, he's uh, Ozuna is a more versatile the version thereof. Phillies could be interesting. Phillies because they're going to lose a big bat in Real Muto. Yeah. Um, um, obviously, it's a different position, but uh, as far as replacing the offensive impact, mm-hmm. that would be a good setup there. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll well, go Phillies. And so you're putting Kutch back in center? Okay, because then it would be um, Ozuna, Kutch, Harper. Yeah, and then you can put Quinn in, in center when you move... Uh... Ozuna oh, to DH. DH to, uh, yeah. Again, I, uh, yeah. If the DH is there, then you can go mm-hmm. Kutch, Quinn, Harper, Ozuna, DH. Yeah. And but then, yeah, right yeah. now everything's showing no DH, even though we fully believe that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah. So you go Nats. Uh, I go. I, I go Nats. You go Phillies. Uh, for I think that Nats is the better better answer, because I mean the Phillies yeah. have Moniac and Hazley still too. You want to give them a shot to, you know, prove that they belong at the major league level. Yeah, the uh, Nats just signed Yasmani Tomas, but I don't think that that's, uh, that's their answer. They have Andrew <laughs> Stevenson currently penciled in the left with Robles and, and Soto in center and right. They need more. Yeah. And so I think that the Ozuna fits well for them. NL East is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and they seem to like to uh, mess with the, you know, take each other's players. They, they they trade players around all over the place. So could Miami get involved? Like, why not? Come back and get them. You know, Kim Ng, so eager to see what she does. Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, it's not like Corey Dickerson is is stopping them from <laughs> signing a guy like Ozuna. They yeah, don't have a exactly. ton of payroll. Uh, on the books right now. Anyways, maybe Ozuna is a guy that could be, you know, their big splashy. They, you know, they made the playoffs. Yeah, they made the playoffs. Could they do like mm-hmm. they do a three-year deal? That maybe rotation like is like uh, going to be really interesting. So Pitch, pitching's prime. They need they a hitter would work for them. And uh, I like Corey Dickerson, but it's not stopping like you said. And if the DH, DH comes, comes through, like yeah. we keep saying, then. Dickerson or Ozuna can play there. So I, I think that that makes some sense. The only downside there would be they'd be an all-right starting lineup. But they can figure all that out anyway. So, all right. Well, that's going to do it uh, for the first part of our free agent breakdown. We'll do more on Thursday. We'll probably go uh, 6 through 15 maybe. Yeah, Do a little bit good. bigger one, start to play some guys, kind of figure out what they're going to do. But uh, until then, man, have a good one. I'll talk to you later. Take it easy.